Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you are one of our patrons, this is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you to patrons including Bart Crisp, David Morris, Ian Baxter, Mark Hall, Mike Charles, CJ from the UK, and many others who are supporting us directly and getting our full-length ad-free show, as well as our weekly sister show, Extra Message, uh, access to our Discord community, our live streams, a bunch of other stuff. And you can get started in your adventure by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech and we're getting comments in the discord right now that this week's extra message was and I quote here awesome with a smiley emoji Gizmodo wrote this week that Lloyd's Bank is about to introduce a tool to its app uh, and it monitors your and uh, this is accurate for me certainly endless monthly subscriptions and product trials to see which ones are ripe for the cancelling The bank has some data that highlights just how much we're blowing monthly and automatically on new subscription models for all sorts of digital products. And it says that 2.2 million UK customers signed up for at least one new subscription service since lockdown started, which I can believe. Can you? I can believe that. Yeah. Why wouldn't I believe it? It's written right there. I, I, I mean, obviously, people are bored. It's never been boredom like this before. Well, 1.3 million of those bored people are apparently Lloyd's customers um, (laughs) in March. And to help them remember this, the bank, uh, and this is still according to Gizmodo, is trialing a reminder system with some of these customers, offering a snapshot of debit card subscriptions uh, to look at in horror. Keys to financial victory, again, reading from the Gizmodo story, are real-time push notifications to inform users of price changes and the ability to cancel payments from within the app. That bit is key, I believe. The cancellation mm. the cancellation bit. Um, now, moving away from Gizmodo, I, um, I looked at th- some of the press releases. Oh, well, I say releases. It was one press release that Lloyd's issued, and it said that 12 million of its UK customers use its mobile app, which is pretty uh, amazing, given that I think it has about 16 million customers, so the vast majority are using the app. And so this is just one of a series of technologies that it's bringing into the service. I did not stop there, though, Mr. Morris. I continued in my little investigative foray uh, and I looked into the technology behind the platform and it's actually powered by a company called Minna Technologies, which is, a, uh, I think it's a startup. It's from Sweden, certainly. And it's introduced this subscription cancelling product within uh, a Belgian bank, well, ING in Belgium, that is, uh, after a successful proof of concept developed last year. So it's not specific to just Lloyd's. We could see this rolling out to other banks as well. Uh, but more broadly, I think, and this is this is the point that I wanted to discuss in a bit more detail, that these are the kind of features that banks could have technically started offering years ago. I mean, subscription are hardly a new thing. We've had subscriptions for decades, just not predominantly digital-only ones. Um, And we've seen banks like Monzo and Starling in the UK or N26 in Germany, for example, they put pressure on these high street banks because they have app 
first features. Most of them don't even have branches. So this decision of Lloyd's to offer something that is so tailored specifically to the digital user kind of feels like a direct response to, <clears throat> pardon me, to that growing competition. Um, would, you, would you agree, Ian? Yes, I do. Um, I'm quite interested by the um, the fact that you can cancel things through an app. Does that seem like an interesting thing? I, yeah, of course it does. I mean, that's basically how what Minna what Minna does. And I yeah. I haven't I didn't have time to go into the technicalities of the Minna product specifically, but I would assume it is along the same lines of how mail applications and Gmail and things they know when something, something is a newsletter list. or a mailing list. Yeah, and it offers you the ability to unsubscribe. It's it's probably something similar similar to those or just cutting you off at the source you know cancelling yeah. a, a paypal uh setup just forces whatever was using that payment to, to to cancel it does but can i tell you about a little way i managed to mess my own life up recently oh, uh, always i mean uh, appropriately i'm already on the edge of my seat i'm i'm 50 percent uh cheeked so i'm ready go well um <laughs> sorry i did a little snort there um so i had a i had a secondary sim uh with Plusnet. For when I was out and about, and um, it got—I I sort of thought I'm not using that anymore. I'll cancel it, but I realised that you can't cancel it online. You have to call, or you have to use the live chat. And I couldn't get through on the live chat, and I couldn't be bothered to call, so I just cancelled the direct debit. That's not good enough. <laughs> so they started writing me letters going, "Oh, you still owe us money." Blah blah blah. We still, we, you, your line is still active. I'm like, I don't want it to be active. I wanted you to see that I'd cancelled it, take the hint, and stop it. Like because it's not it's not a contract. I'm not contractually obliged to keep the service. It's not like it was you know three months left to go or whatever. Um, I mean, but I accept that probably there is something somewhere in the contract that says you have to tell us if you want to leave or something. Yes. Um, but I but you know I mean it's it's fine as far as I know. It's deactivated. The thing is, they started sending me letters moaning before the virus, and then when the virus started, they've gone obviously quite quiet because it would be kind of inappropriate for them to hassle you during that challenging time. So I don't know what I'm going to hear from them. Uh, I'm ready to argue about it, frankly, because... I'm sure you I, are. Is I there a see... ever a day you wake up not ready to argue? No, not usually. But I don't see why when something you signed up for online, you should be able to unsign up for it online. It's, I can relate to this with a very rules. relevant recent example as well. I had this with the Times newspaper because oh. I subscribed <laughs> to that. Um, because their app is good and I like the paper in, in general, but I just wasn't reading enough of it uh, and decided to cancel it. And what a process that is. I mean, for example, because um, I was using it on my company credit card, I have to every month file you know, the receipts and stuff to track the tax and things of the company money that I'm spending. And um, you cannot even set up an automated uh, delivery of a, of a PDF receipt. You have to go to live chat and request one, and they will then manually send you one out. You also cannot wow. change your details on, on, on there or cancel even on the live chat. You have to phone up, which took several phone calls and is a giant pain in the rear end. Was and it that just... a direct debit as well? No, that was just on my just on an Amex. It, it was a, on a credit it card. It was a card card mandate. Could you not just call the card company and go, look, this isn't on, I'm not doing this, cancel it? Uh well I could have, but it's not technically my credit card. It's you know Well it's, yeah, but it's, you must still Bloomberg's. be able to make you must still be able to call customer services about it. Well, I probably could have, but the point the point is is that I could sign up online and they've got a decent app, and yet their uh, customer management systems are sort well, of 1980s at best. 
It's the, the whole thing is just such a transparent scam. It's like, well, we'll just make it as hard as possible for people to leave, and then maybe they won't be bothered to. It's that's, borderline yes. criminal, is what it is. Well, that's if sort you of sign what up for the something Lloyd's... online, you should be able to cancel it online as well. It should be a law. Well, in in the chat room, live chat right now, Nick is saying that in California there is a law that if you subscribe to something online, you have to be able to unsubscribe online, which is an extremely sensible law. I'd yes. like to think that it was created while Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, was in power, and <laughs> it, it could have been called the Terminator. Uh, oh, clause! You know, so you have to good. terminate your contract. Great. Yes. For those of you who know that this show is scripted, that bit was not scripted. That was off the we back. Had, we had no idea we were going to talk about that particular specificity today. Very nice, mate. Would you like to try that again, or shall I leave <laughs> no, that in the edited just, version? Just leave it in me slurring like a a booze hound. Okay, I'll leave that in. Thanks. Um, so- I'll leave that in as well. So I think this Lloyd's thing is a is a very good decision. It is obviously in uh, a response to the pressure that they are getting from some of these digital banks. But as we've as we, I think we have conclusively and objectively concluded in this discussion, it is a very good thing that should exist and everyone should do it. And it should be a crime to make it difficult to leave yeah. something if you make it easy to get something. Absolutely I think- brilliant. Excellent. Well, if you've got an experience with cancelling a subscription, um, you can send it to uktechshow at icloud.com. That's our new non-branded email address because I didn't want to pay Google £100 a year for the old one. But any thoughts you have are also welcome on Twitter at textmessagepod. Some predictably bad news in the world of e-scooters now, I'm afraid, Ian. Yes, just a couple of weeks into their legalisation in the UK, the BBC wrote that two teenage boys hired e-scooters and rode them along a busy dual carriageway. Um, Sort of same as a freeway in the US, I believe. Well, not quite. I mean, it's a big wide road with lots of lorries on it, lots of trucks. National speed limit is what people need to know, so fast. Okay, very fast, yes. Um, the equipment's being trialled in the Tees Valley area, which is up, I believe, between... New- not as far up as Newcastle, but further up than Leeds, isn't it? Sort of on near the east coast. Don't know. I think it is. Anyway, police said they stopped some teenagers who'd hired these scooters, were riding them along the A19, uh, this was on Thursday, and they haven't said how old these kids were, Um uh, or whether they had a driver's license, which is important because, as we've discussed on recent episodes, it is um, it is a, a legal requirement um, that people need to be at least sixteen and have some kind of a driver's license in order to rent a scooter. Uh, the firm that was running the trial in the area, a company called Ginger, who I have never heard of, is um, has been asked how the system will prevent those not permitted to use it from hiring vehicles, but the BBC, BBC said it has not yet commented. I mean, really, there isn't a way. That's kind of the problem. Well, um, I mean, but it is a real shame. Sub- submit your driver's license before you're allowed to, as that is a requirement. So you could take a photograph of it in your app, and oh, I uh, suppose send yeah. it in that way. I mean, I su- I that, suppose, you but, know, yeah. as you have to have one. So therefore, yes. 
Okay. Well, maybe this the, the whole thing is that this is kind of why these, these trials have been rolled out is because the government wants to figure out where are the loopholes, where are the problems. You're always going to get kids. Well, not even just kids. You're going to get plenty of drunk bankers if um, Friday evenings in bank is anything to go by. Um, <laughs> having a, a bunch of corporately expensed beer and then jumping on a rentable bike and driving around like like maniacs it's it's going to happen it's a shame that it happened so quickly but i suppose the real uh, issue will be if it keeps happening and if nothing's done about it um but i did I, because this story was a little bit flimsy it has been a slow news week for uk tech news um i did dig up a few examples of interesting arrests from over the years if you'd like to hear these about of people using stuff on roads okay why Found, are you even asking I, well, it's Phil's time, doesn't it? Um, so in, <laughs> in 2010, there was a man out shopping uh, when he got arrested in Barnsley for riding a Segway along a pavement. Uh, the Telegraph wrote at the time that he was later interviewed and charged with riding a motor vehicle on the pavement under the Highways Act of 1835. Ridiculous. Which, as discussed, is the very same law that prevents e-scooters from being legalised um, without a change to that legislation. Okay. So that, do, that do was we- back in 2010. Do we know what the penalty was for that? Did he serve like twenty years in jail? Because that's what I feel like it might have been. No, no, no. But but the, but I mean, the, well, the ultimate result of that is that segways specifically are are banned from use. By on roads. I mean, they've, they've yeah, and they've said they're not making them anymore anyway. So so that's the end of that. But then earlier this year, I found a story of a man pulled over by police after he was caught riding an electric unicycle at about thirty miles an hour along an A road in Gloucestershire. Um, so an A road being the same kind of road as described earlier in relation to the teenagers on uh, electric scooters. That's pretty brave, isn't it? I mean, I've seen a guy on a, on a pedal-powered unicycle going down Piccadilly, which is a big road in central London, but doing it on an electrified one at 30 miles an hour, which is the speed limit on many British roads, is pretty ambitious. I mean, I've got to say that riding riding an electric unicycle at all is... Um, uh, you should get some sort of certificate the big balls certificate uh, for having, or, or no, the solid bronze balls certificate for having balls of solid bronze, because really that's quite dangerous. That's well, fast. I mean, if you fell off and were run over, then you'd certainly benefit from having a solid metal testicle yes, sack. Only you? if you could sort of climb inside them, though. This has got weird. In the chat, John says, me and a friend drove back to our hotel from a wedding at a golf club in a golf cart while, ahem, slightly Brilliant. tipsy. Glad we weren't caught. Um, I when, remember Weddings at golf clubs are inevitably going to end up in people stealing golf carts and um, uh, and driving them around. I've well, seen th- it done. I've, I was, when I was at uh, my friend Brad's wedding, uh, Brad, of course, my other groomsman at, at my wedding, I along know, with you, Ian. Um, oh, it's just for the benefit of people listening. Um that happened at their wedding. Someone took one out and I think crashed it into the hotel, which was even more ambitious. Outrageous, but mm. sort of understandable. I think well, they're quite it's not... easy to steal. That's the thing. Um, well, it's not just tech, of course, that has this problem. And I think this should be this should be kept in mind when people are passing judgment on how people use their electric unicycle or their um, their electric uh, scooter or sky. I feel this is unnecessary, but do carry on. 
Okay, um, because um, I found out in everyone's favourite uh, Countryside Alliance favoured magazine, Horse and Hound magazine, that a woman was charged in 2009 uh, because she was riding a horse drunk through a shopping pre- precinct in Hell Hempstead, which Brilliant. again quite ambitious i should point out it was the woman who was drunk the horse i believe uh, had been teetotal for a number of years although who who's to say maybe oh, they were both drunk i i mean i'm i'm not gonna say i'm surprised that you managed to use your favorite pun in this i like to trot it out at least one per episode um ian do you have anything more to say about kids being caught on e-scooters have you seen I, any of these things completely i've completely forgot to say anything at all about that i suppose uh no i haven't really i haven't seen any abuse of it i'm not surprised i've already told the story about how i rode a bike a bit drunk and fell off it which was all the punishment that was probably required um i wasn't i wasn't hammered but i was obviously too drunk to be cycling uh, and i wasn't on the road either i was kind of like on a wide paving area um but yeah i mean it's no surprise is it kids are going to be kids uh, i think that's it's it, it needs to be stopped because it's dangerous because dual carriageways are fast but i'm not surprised it happened and i wouldn't want to see them serve any time or suffer in any way for it it's just one of those things isn't it it's like the police just need to say um this is not acceptable please don't do that and we need to maybe just sort of make people aware of it because just because you've got a provisional driving license or a driving license at all doesn't necessarily mean you remember what is and isn't allowed on a fast dual carriageway. Very true. Well, if you've had any experiences of this, then obviously you can let us know. UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. Uh, also, what is your favourite horse pun? Gadget wrote this week that Vodafone announced its GPS, Wi-Fi, and cellular data-equipped lost item tracker, Curve, uh, is is uh, about to be available. Uh, think about this as like a you know the tiles, the things you stick to keys and yes. other losable items. Children, perhaps. Um, they 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 do it with Bluetooth, but the uh, the Vodafone one comes with GPS and 4G and Wi-Fi. I assume it's 4G. It's probably 2G, but either yeah, way, yeah. I was gonna, I've, I noticed that you wrote 4G in here, and I thought, why why not your GPRS? That's surely enough data to send a GPS location. I did just say 4G, but yeah, it is. You're almost certainly right. It'll be 2G. Um, now. I saw some publicity for this. Vodafone makes the amazing assertion that the average person loses four items a month. Now, before we move on, I just wanted to check. Does that seem fair? I can't no. think I lose four four items a month. No, I don't lose things that frequently. What's more likely is I'll put something somewhere in the house and then rediscover it some years later, which I suppose is technically losing it. But if I needed it, I wouldn't lose it. I don't lose my wallet. I don't lose my keys. Um, I don't lose my phone. I'm pretty good. I, f- I feel like this is just something they've told people in order to sell more overpriced tech. What do you reckon? Well, obviously. But I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that they will have had to survey some people f- for this. And I'm just thinking, what can you lose four of a month on a regular basis? I mean, mm. I mean, I think I th- I think the answer to this question is going to be keys and phones. That's that's keys the only are, thing I. 
yeah, can think that's of. True. I mean, people... Nick, in, Nick in the chat room says says socks. I don't think you'd be buying one of these um, to put on one sock. Well, it would be very confusing because you'd have to buy several mm. and then you'd be getting all these readings like, oh, yeah, socks here. And then you go to it and it's a completely different kind of sock and you can't wear it with the other. Like, I know, you're, you, you, I know you've changed your ways now, but you certainly didn't mind having an unmatching sock. But you might draw the line at having one trainer sock and one, like, uh, hiking sock, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Charlotte says uh, she loses her marbles. Yes. I'm sure that's a joke. Uh, but if it's not, again, overkill to put one of these on each marble. It would also really inhibit its ability to roll towards to marble. its marble-esque kin. Um, Aaron in the chat says he loses his keys about once a week, which would add up to about four times a month. So he is on trend as far as this goes. Uh, Kate in chat says, I probably lost four things since I've been an adult. Um so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big loser of things. I have to say it's it, it seems kind of ridiculous to me. Um, all right, well, but, with, with the stage has been set then, so we think that this is a bit of BS in terms of the the numbers. So let's carry on and little, talk a little bit about how much this is going to cost. Um, Curve is meant to help you keep track of all these things, so you would put one of these things on your keys. Uh, it's circular; right. it measures about sixteen mil uh, millimeters deep and about forty two millimeters. Uh, across well, and it attaches big. to things on a key ring. It is quite big. It is, yeah. But it has seven days of battery life and unlike the tiles, which are much, much smaller, obviously this can work regardless of whether your phone is nearby with a Bluetooth connection on or mm. not. So this would be the kind of thing you could attach to a child. You could attach it to uh, an elderly relative who perhaps has um, uh, dementia or Alzheimer's or something. We've had people write in about that when we've talked about these sorts of yes. products before. And in that context, this probably seems like quite a good idea the well, downside i, w- I would of course, say that if you're losing your children you're probably doing it slightly wrong i mean i'm done I mean, if, if, yeah if you're losing four a month then <laughs> i mean particularly if you're a childminder I mean, um, well yes that's tr- that's true you, you need to seriously uh i mean change vocations at least but... I was, i'm gonna say something that's really dark i was gonna say the plus side to losing children is that it's really easy to make more of them well, that's true. Yes, thank you for that. Um, coming from the man who is a parent to two children. Yeah, but um, I know where they are. I mean, they're not here, but I know where they are. Well, the question is, Ian, would you buy into Vodafone's business no, model? No, would I? Hell, what a load of cack! Let's. Yeah, Nick points out it's hard to produce four a month. Definitely depends well, who you true. are. It, it um, needs a nine-month lead on it as well. So, that, um, yeah. All yeah, right, you can produce one a month. Probably, if you were really well prepared. The Curve costs £20, plus there is a £2 monthly subscription charge, which would tie you into a two-year contract, or you can pay £3 a month in order to have that contract last contract last only for 12 months. Um, but you also need a Vodafone smart sim, which also involves an additional charge, I believe, of about £5. So this is, by this is no so means, a cheap or affordable deal. I cannot imagine anybody buying one for each of the four items they lose each month because that would cost you the best part of £100 a month. You could have multiple sets of keys made for that you could have locks changed for very little more yeah. than that i i suspect so it does seem very expensive but i do like the idea of having something that is independent of a phone 
um, that you can attach to something that you want to track that you don't necessarily want to have to carry around all the time, like so, putting it in a child's backpack or, yeah, or something. I, I was going to say, that's the only example I can think. Putting it in a child's backpack is a, is a super good idea. My daughter's just started walking home from school on her own. Having one of these in her backpack would, is actually a really nice idea. I can sort of see the value of that. But could you also not conceivably just give your child a phone with a pay-as-you-go thing and some data? Of course you can, but a phone is much more likely to get lost or stolen or broken. But it's also it possible screen. for children to use for make calls and say, I'm running a bit late or you call Okay, but the, go, what about battery you? life then? The battery life will not last seven days. Find me no. a smartphone that lasts seven days before no, G enabled. But, but kids will charge their phones because they want to be on them all the time. So therefore they're they're in you know incentivized to keep the phone charged. Um that's that's just basic. I mean 7 days is great, but mm. but you've you basically come up with one use for it and it's phenomenally expensive. Yes, but if you lose a child and you find your child because you spent 20 pounds on it, I think I don't want to put my words into the mouth of par- mouths of parents everywhere, but I reckon if someone said you can find your child, you have to pay twenty pounds for it. I think they'd pay twenty pounds. Yeah, sure. I mean, I yeah, I I think that that's the single use case. I th- I think that you know something like that is 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 potentially quite useful. But I still think you're going to struggle to remember to charge it every seven days. Maybe. I think you're going to you know. I mean, I suppose if you got into a routine where you charged it on a Sunday just before the the school week starts, say when your kids are going to be out and you know have a backpack. But again. I, it's such a. It, you, you're right in that there. I can see. I, I can see me doing it. I can see that there was some potential for it because, like you say, when your kids start walking home from school on your own, it's just kind of nice to know that if you know that, that you've got a way to track them if necessary. Um, mm. But at the same time, it's like it's not. It's not necessary. Children aren't going missing with that regularity, um, you know. And I, I just. It just doesn't feel... Okay, so what about this then? Nick in chat says, put it on a dog. Great idea. Yeah. We've lost our dog a couple of occasions because he's a slippery little beast and likes to run off into the he, forest. It's because he's very smooth, isn't it? Insanely smooth, as we have discussed at length. Uh, he is also long. Long, so, yes. Um, suitcases. You could put it in a suitcase. That's a great use for yes. something that lasts for a week. Um, generally speaking, suitcases don't take a week to arrive unless you pick the wrong airline. No, but, but no, but also if it got if it got stolen or something, or if or or if the airline said, "Oh, we've some, we've given you a suitcase to the wrong person," then you would know where that person was, and you could theoretically go and get it yourself, couldn't you? Yeah, you could also but, put it in the car of your spouse. I don't mean in a creepy stalkery way i mean in the same way that kate and i have an app on our phone that allows each other to see where we are well yeah we don't stalk break each down other, but you breakdowns you know driving home late from work bad weather whatever uh, again the phone battery might die but only needing to charge this once a week and it works worldwide and i'm sounding like a bit of an advocate for the product i actually don't think it's brilliant value for most people but i can definitely see the use for something like for for a something that's maybe traveling around the world like a suitcase I yeah it's quite a good idea yeah i i mean i think yeah again you're 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 fight there are there are possible ways that this might be useful um yeah i right. I, I can't i can't disagree with that um but it does feel to me the sort of product that you would uh you'd get and then you'd use your lloyd's banking app to cancel 
immediately. Oh, I I like how you refer Good back to callback. Very, very nice there, Ian. Very nice indeed. Um, well, if you've got one of these in use for something we haven't discussed, obviously let us know. UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. Tweet us at text message pod. Love to get your opinion. Um, I think it's going to be out. I think it's out now, actually, the Vodafone Curve. Uh, but let me know any uses you've had for this or any similar products in the usual places. You're used to hearing the smooth, velvet sound of Nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup, topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK tech enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon, and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter. We've got a bit of feedback here. Uh, this came in from Al Struthers in our Discord. He says, just listen to Extra Message this week. I got fed up with paying Sky and having a million boxes, so I did exactly what you suggested people would do. Consolidated everything down into just my Apple TV box. Netflix, Amazon, Now TV, Disney+, Plus, as well as all four BBC iPlayer and other stuff. Much more convenient. I'm probably paying as much for all of that as I ever did for Sky, but there is so much more content and a lot more of it is relevant to me. Sky was mostly channels I didn't care about. And in the live chat, John and Richard both agreeing that they have done the same. So I like to believe that this was entirely our doing, Ian, and Al was simply expressing his gratitude. Yes, and I mean, I think, uh, you know, th- th- as he said, um, it, you probably are paying more money. Uh, and this is the problem with a la carte. It, it does it does mean that you're essentially paying a lot more for, a, 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 you know, people consider that the, the channels on Sky are something worth having, but they're, they're really not. But when you whittle down the fact that they're all paying Sky money to be carried on the platform every month, it means that it pushes up the price of everything else. So I suppose you you take your chance and you pay your money and etc. But yeah. Well, Al was referring to one of the 39 current episodes of Extra Message that go out exclusively for our Patreon backers. Um, the most recent we did uh, actually was a follow up to last week's episode about the in-app payment snafu of Gameloft, where it accidentally sold me about £16,000 worth of in-app credits for the equivalent of about 30 quid. Um, let's just say um, they didn't let that stand, they did change something, and people, including me, are not very happy about it. Oh. So that is out on Extra Message now for those of you who get that Fabulous. or would like it. You can listen to all the old ones there as well. Now, text message keeps you informed about the British tech landscape, but let's check in with Tom Merritt, Daily Tech News Show in the US and hear about 19th century emoji and 6G and what else has been happening in the wider world of tech over the last week slash two centuries. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we explored why some countries have a big problem with TikTok, talked about an innovative robot platform that is not humanoid, 
In all seriousness, we discussed 6G, and yes, of course, we dug deep into the social engineering attack on Twitter and about who did it and why, all that, and World Emoji Day. Emojis, you see, trace back to the 19th century. Find out about that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. And one of my favorite things about Tom is I know that he knows his tech history and his tech nostalgia. So it's well, well, well worth listening to uh, that Daily Tech News Show Dot com. Um, Ian, it has, as ever, been a great pleasure of mine to be within your company. Um, I always mention that it's sad at the end of the show that I can no longer smell you because we're not recording in person anymore. No. But maybe, maybe you'd like to describe people uh, what you're wearing. Are you dressed like Noel Edmonds today? Uh, I'm not, no. That's extremely rude of you to suggest that I ever dress like Noel Edmonds. But uh, and, I mean, my hair is out of control. So in that regard, I suppose I, I must draw some parallels. Uh, with the deal or no deal presenter, uh, uh, but I'm wearing a pair of grey jeans and a a, a sort of blue t-shirt. Um, oh, very nice. It's uh, yeah, it's good. But the jeans are too tight because of the weight issue, as previously mentioned, and yes. um, and I'm 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 sweating because uh, I have to shut the window because I live on what seems to be the world's busiest road. Well, if you would like to see what Ian wears on a daily basis, that is um, a currently unavailable but certainly possible perk of being a patron. Uh, <laughs> but for everybody else, uh, just so you know, I am wearing my pyjamas, even though it is 3.40pm at the time of recording. We'll see you next week, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.